Hey gamers, this is Joe from What I'm Playing Now. I have episode 38 of our podcast that was originally recorded on August 25th of 2014. Some of the news stories I discussed for the week, Atari's bringing back Haunted House and Alone in the Dark this fall. Gen Con attendance breaks records this year. Minecraft for the PS4 fail certification but is being resubmitted. Whole lot of DDoSing going on with Sony, Microsoft, and Blizzard all being attacked over the weekend. Amazon buys Twitch. No one saw that coming. And Asmodee buys Days of Wonder. Some of the games I played for the week. Pathfinder, RPG pen and paper game. I finally finished Ultima 1. Played some Hand of Fate. And of course I discussed some of the games I want to play now. Marvel Adventures vs. X-Men Dice Masters was one of them. Enjoy the show. Good evening gamers. Welcome to another episode of the What I'm Playing Now podcast. My name is Joe Luzzi. I am the host of this show. This is episode 38 we are recording this on August 25th, 2014. Send us some emails. You can email us at what I'm playing now at gmail.com. You can follow us on Twitter at what I'm playing now. Don't forget to drop the G. I almost said the G there. Got to be careful with that. Google Plus. Our Google Plus page is plus.google.com slash the plus sign what I'm playing now podcast. And then, of course, our Twitch channel, which is twitch.tv slash what I'm playing now. Um, our whipping update for the week, which is kind of like what's going on with the website. Uh, I was playing around with the website this weekend, changed around a few things. Um, I have a feeling I'm gonna, it's going to take me a few weeks to redesign and come up with a new site look like I've been wanting to. I was kind of just going to try to throw a couple things together, but then the more I was thinking about it and the more I kind of know how to do it, I need to sit down, draw this out, and really think about what I want to do rather than just try to slap it together kind of like I did when I put it up there in the first place probably about six months ago or so. Um, so I'm going to come up with a couple of different ideas that I have, and um, we'll slowly be adding those into the site. What I may do is, I think with Squarespace what I could do is create the page and then kind of just move it into place and plop it down on top of the other one. We're going to probably try to do something like that. Um, but I did change a few things around this weekend. Um, I think it does look a little better. Uh, there's still quite a bit I want to do to the site. I want to get more graphics on the site. I want to get um, just a lot of different looks to the to the main page. I went through and I recategorized and renamed some of the different tabs on the site. So you'll see that we now have like whipping views, which are basically is going to be the review page. Um, our main page is basically going to be whipping news. Um, so I figured let's just put whipping in kind of front of everything, and that kind of just worked for me. So that's kind of the road I'm going down. That will be a long process. Um, hopefully work will calm down here to where I won't be working as many nights and weekends, and I can actually put maybe a little bit more time into the website rather than just creating a bunch of content. Um, and we can, we can actually get maybe a community started around this thing and see what happens. So let's jump into some new stories then for the week. And there are, there are some dandy ones towards the end of the week, as far as what all happened. And then, um, some teasers, what I'm playing now was a pretty good week for what I'm playing now. Uh, I did play quite a few games, um, finished one. If you actually paid attention or if you were watching last Wednesday's, um, whipping stream our way back Wednesday stream and then under the what I want to play now section of the game let's just say it's a dice game and I will be opening some boosters up um, towards the end of the episode um, because I have a whole gravity feed pack here next to me that um, is just dying to be opened right now 
So let's hop into the news. One of the first news stories that we had for the week was a Polygon article that I had found. Atari is bringing back Haunted House and Alone in the Dark this fall. Um, Haunted House was one of the original games. I don't want, not one of the original games, but was out for the Atari 2600 back in 1982. I remember playing this when I was younger. It was a great game. I, I loved it. Um, I know there was another one that was created for PC, Wii, and 360, I think, back in 2010. Um, I think you can still get this game on Steam for around 20 bucks because I was looking earlier. And um, this is what I'm, I'm, I'm kind of looking forward to this game. This should work. I'm interested to see what they're actually going to do. The Haunted House that was released in 2010, um, from what I watched, I did not, I've never played it. Um, but it kind of looked a little cartoony. Um, so I'm hoping that this Haunted House uh, for 2014 is maybe going to push it to the next level. It seems like the horror genre this year is really making a comeback um with uh with the release of that pt um trailer that was kind of put out that playable trailer that you could play through on the ps4 uh some of the other horror games that are coming out uh this year and into next year i, I think the horror genre is going to make a very very good um return to the forefront uh we have resident evil being remade the original one which is just a spectacular game so i think i think the horror genre is getting a nice little swift kick in the ass and it's coming back and this is going to go along with the other part of the story. Alone in the Dark Illumination is going to be Atari's other game that they're actually bringing back, which was another horror-branded genre game, which should be pretty cool. I know the one that was released back in 90... Um, the original one was released back in 92. There was a re-released one back in 2008 for the PS2, PS3, Wii, Windows, PC, and 360. And from what I remember about that one and the reviews I remember reading about that one, I don't think that that game was too well-received. Um, so hopefully they can do, um, do some good on Haunted House and Alone in the Dark Illumination. It sounds like both of these are going to be playable, um, or they'll be shown at PAX Prime this month, which is actually, um, this week. So if you are out there in the, I think it's the Seattle area, and you are heading to PAX, PAX Prime, you could probably see a couple of these, uh, games. So one of the, our next news story is going to be about Gen Con, which was last week. Um, Gen Con's a big gaming convention, both role-playing and board gaming, and I think one of my cats wants to be here on the podcast with me, but I'm not going to let him up here. Um, it sounds like Gen Con had a spectacular turnout this year. Um, I guess they had a 14% year-over growth from last year. They had a turnstile attendance of 184699 per the email that they released, and um, I guess the number's just been growing since um, it's basically doubled since 2009, the attendance has, which is just great. I have never been to Gen Con. I've always wanted to go to Gen Con ever since uh, I played D&D back in the day. Uh, Gen Con's been around for years, and, and it's one of the conventions I have never made. I'm going to probably try to convince the wife to maybe make it there in maybe the next year or so. I would like to go back to PAX East next year, but um, if we can't do that, maybe I can convince her to go to Gen Con with me. Uh, so our next news story is going to be about Minecraft and PS4 Sony certification, which failed. Um, 4J Studios, I guess, had submitted it on August 12th for Sony to, for certification. And the game's actually expected to launch this month. And it seems that there were some bugs in the game. And 
Um, it really doesn't say what type of bugs. It basically just said Sony found some certification issues. They went back. It sounds like they're fixing those bugs right now, and they're going to have to send it back through for certification. I guess the Xbox One version is going through is going through some final touches as well, and they're fixing some bugs before they're sending that off to Microsoft for final certification. Uh, so one of the cool things I didn't realize about Minecraft, if you have Minecraft on the 360 or PS3, um, and you do pick it up for... Um, the Xbox One or PS4, I guess it's just going to be a $5 upgrade, um, which isn't that bad. I mean, because I think the original, I think the original one in the PS3 and 360 was 20 bucks. So five bucks for getting it on a current gen console doesn't seem like too bad of a price. Um, it sounds like your game saves are going to also carry over. And there's also a Vita version coming out um, this month as well. I've tried to play a little bit of Terraria on the Vita, and it's okay, but... Um, I, I still think the PC is probably the best place that I'm kind of liking to play those types of games, both Minecraft and Terraria. I, I just kind of like the more control of the keyboard, the mouse, um, my nice monitor that's kind of right in front of me, and, and I think it just gives me a little bit better control. So um, we'll have to wait and see. Uh, maybe I'll pick up the, the Minecraft one on the Vita. Uh, I do have Minecraft on my phone. I haven't really played it too, too much. Even even on a 5-inch display, um, it's still it's still kind of small, so... Our next news story for the week that I found from GameSpot, uh, Facebook is going to pay you to find Oculus Rift bugs. Um, this sounds pretty cool. So if you actually have an Oculus Rift and you want to find some bugs, um, you can submit them to Oculus and they'll pay, I think the minimum was around $500 and there actually is no maximum payout. Uh, for every bug that's uh, for every bug, it's basically awarded a bounty, and it's based on the severity and creativity of the bug, which sounds pretty interesting. Uh, so I do not have an Oculus Rift. I wouldn't mind getting one. Um, I heard that the second generation ones are much better. The display on them is much clearer than the first one. It doesn't have kind of like that screen effect that you kind of saw through the first one, from what I've seen and heard from quite a few people who had the first one. So I'm still waiting for. What's actually going to happen with this, it sounds like per this uh, Polygon art or GameSpot article, there it's actually probably going to be a consumer model, should be out sometime by the end of next year. So I don't know if I'm going to get one of the early developer kits. I wouldn't mind Sony possibly releasing something maybe by next year as well. They got Project Morpheus going on, so we'll have to wait and see what kind of goes on with that one. Our next news story is for another one from GameSpot. Uh, and if you are at PAX, I probably should have put this one back with the last story when we were talking about PAX. Um, Microsoft is actually going to, going to shuttle attendees, PAX attendees, uh, to its campus to play games. I guess they have so many games that they wanted to show at PAX that they just didn't have enough room in their booth. So they're actually, there's going to be um, Thursday, August 28th, there's going to be uh, the Sunset Overdrive bus, which is one of the games that they're actually releasing um, shortly, I believe. Uh, they're going to have... Um, uh, buses that are going to take you from about 4.30 and 6.30 on August 28th. You have to be 18 years old or have your parent with you if you would like to go. And they will actually actually shuttle you to the Microsoft campus. And it sounds like there's going to be parking at the Microsoft campus too. So if you want to drive there, uh, you can actually just drive to the campus and, and park there yourself. Um, but that's pretty cool. I wish they would have. I wish there would have been some developers around the Boston area that maybe would have done something like this for PAX East. I know when I was at PAX East... The one developer I really would wanted to see this year, and this was probably the 
the only year or the first year that they probably didn't do anything would have been Turbine, since uh, I did I do play the uh, the MMO Asheron's Call. Uh, they're a developer for that one. I was really hoping to maybe go uh, meet the developers again because I had met some of the early developers or some of the developers early on in the game's development uh, back at one of the Asheron Call conferences that I went to down in Columbus, Ohio here years ago. That was when the game, I think, was probably just a year old when, when my wife and I had attended that. Um, but I kind of wanted to go see, meet some of the newer devs that I, you know, had just run into on the forums and just read, read about there was kind of hoping to maybe meet some of them, maybe even get a little bit of swag. But, uh, with everything that happened with Asheron's call this year, with it basically going free to play, uh, I believe it was this past month and turbine concentrating so much on their MOBA. Um, they didn't really have anything for, for us users or players this year. So, I guess the past few years I talked to my uh, guild leader and everything, and he said they had some really good things usually going on. And, of course, the one year I make it out to Boston, they don't have shit for me. So what are you going to do? But I guess that's a little better than the weekend that's, than, than the weekend some of these people had. Um, there were The hackers were just uh, going crazy this weekend. So on Friday, um, shit kind of went down um, when the Fez developer, Polytron, was hacked. Um, and I guess just a bunch of information from Phil Fish was leaked out he had emails passwords banking information other public other records were exposed um a lot of stuff went down there he basically even came out and said he's really willing to sell the fez ip is now for sale anybody can offer him a reasonable offer and he will pretty much take it right now he just kind of wants out of this that's phil fish though who knows what's all going to happen with that um when Fez 2, when he was having trouble with that, he pretty much said he was going to be staying off of Twitter. I guess there, his Twitter account was closed down, and it, there, there was just a whole bunch of shit going on. And then throughout the weekend, the hackers just continued on. PlayStation was down over the weekend. I believe um, Xbox Live was having issues. I was listening to some Giant Bomb stuff, um, one of their morning shows, um, Scoops and the Wolf from this morning, and they were... Um, Alex Navarro was actually talking about... He was trying to play... Um, Hearthstone over the weekend, and I guess couldn't get into Hearthstone. It basically just saying was telling him all the tables were full, so it sounds like they were even hitting some of Blizzard servers. So um, it definitely sounds like the hackers were just going apeshit over the weekend. Um, and I'm surprised they didn't wait a week to for the holiday weekend when probably more people might have been online and gaming, especially since this was probably one of the first weeks that a lot of the kids were, I think, back to school from what I noticed around my neighborhood, um, when I noticed the kids kind of walking down to the bus stops and everything when I was leaving for work in the morning. So, um, I don't know. Everybody just kind of needs to play nice and just stop this shit. That's just crazy. Um, who knows what these hackers are trying to do or what they're trying to prove, but uh, they were just causing a bunch of problems. I guess they were, they were even th um, calling in bomb threats for um, the one plane that the, I think it was the president or CEO of Sony was on. Um, yeah, the president, John Smedley, he was on an American Airlines flight um, that got, I think, rerouted um, into San Diego. It was diverted um, to, or it was diverted to Phoenix from its route into San Diego um, because somebody had called in that there was basically a bomb on the board um, because of him. So that's doing that type of stuff. I know the, these people will probably get caught because I, I think they're just pushing it a little too far. So we'll have to wait and see what happens with that one. 
But if you are an Elder Scrolls subscriber, keep paying your monthly subscription fee because ZeniMax is coming out with a new loyalty program. So it sounds like if you've been a subscriber for three months, you are going to get a free in-game pet, um, a high Rothgar Wraith vanity pet that can parade around with you and Tamriel. Um, It also sounds like you're going to be able to get something around the six-month time frame probably around the 12 month time frame too i think rift did the same thing back in the day uh when i had played rift for that first year they had um a whole big loyalty and incentive type program and it kind of sounds like elder scrolls is going down the same road that they did so they're probably to the point right now where they're trying to get uh the people that are playing the game to continue playing the game to continue paying the subscription fee and uh they are producing some pretty good content i had paid uh, for a six month subscription fee um I really have not played it too much lately. I've gone in and done a few little crafting here and there lately, but I just really haven't had a chance to sit down and play it um, too much of the MMO. I know I did try to down. I know I downloaded um, the one MMO that was in beta over the weekend, and the name is completely just um, Arcage. That's what it was. I downloaded Arcage over the weekend and I played a little bit of that. Um, it was okay. I really didn't play it enough to really give it a good, to be able to give it a good review. I thought I thought the combat was a little just too repetitive for me. It was just seemed like it was about a bunch of number mashing and everything. So it's considering I still have my Elder Scrolls um, subscription going on, I don't think I will be jumping into another MMO with all the other games that I'm trying to play, especially with the streams I'm trying to do. I think an MMO is the last thing I, I need to get my ass into right now because I know that it'll pretty much just consume all of my time. So we'll have to see. I'm going to try to play in a few more of the Arcade betas. I didn't like... I wasn't a huge fan of Elder Scrolls at first, and I ended up playing that and got a character to uh, um, veteran rank 1. So we'll see what happens. Who knows? Some of the big news that came out today. There were a couple of big, other, um, couple other big things that happened today. Um, the first one was Amazon's buying Twitch. This was something that, um, in reading my Twitter feed and reading a bunch of different stories, I don't really think too many people actually saw this. Uh, I saw a couple of rumors flying around earlier today on on Twitter that this was kind of the rumor and something might actually get announced today. And I'm really, it, it's crazy that uh, the the rumors were just flying around. You know, earlier this morning, and then this afternoon, they actually did announce something um, that they were buying um, Twitch for $970 million. As far as what I think about this, I think that this could be a pretty good um, a fit for Amazon. Amazon has a lot of stuff going on um, with, with what they can supply... Um, Twitch with as far as services goes um, with all of their internet backbone and all of the different services their s3 services and just all the different things that they can offer um, I think it's actually a pretty good fit it will be interesting to see how much they crack down on some of the things that they've been cleaning up lately as in regards to a lot of the music um, that people are streaming and and how that is going to work out uh, I'm really interested to see if um, Amazon is really going to be as strict as it sounds like um, Twitch was turning into and everybody was thinking that that was because it, it almost really seemed like Twitch was going towards the YouTube model of kind of like cleaning things up. So I think that's one of the reasons why more people really bought into the fact that Google and YouTube would be the ones purchasing them over Amazon. So it could have just been Twitch kind of cleaning things up just to make themselves a little bit easier to integrate into another larger purchaser you know like amazon um 
I think it's a pretty good fit, but I'd, we'll have to wait and really see what happens. I mean, I have no idea. It, it could be really interesting as far as music goes that if you can play music on your stream and then have an ad for the Amazon Music Store right there on your site uh, to be able to go out and purchase the song, that could be a way that Amazon could get around some of this stuff. I It all depends on what type of agreements they have, probably with the record labels and everything and a lot of them different music artists, what they'll be able to do. But i think there's actually a lot they can do so it's we're just gonna have to really wait and see what happens but those are those are just a few of the things that were coming into my mind as i was kind of reading everything um one of the other big news stories for the week was asmodee um purchased days of wonder so this is more on the board game front than the video game front um days of wonders uh they make the game ticket to ride five tribes so this was actually pretty big news as far as um the board game in the board game goes this is basically like um two different video game developers kind of getting together or you know one one producer or one developer buying another you know development house uh that's basically what this is akin to in the world of board games um but it's it's really crazy that uh, Days of Wonder generates around 10 to 20 million in revenue annually. So you know these aren't small numbers. These aren't small companies. Board games have definitely made a comeback in the past five to ten years, um, and and are and are just become it's just becoming a bigger and and a larger market uh, that it, it just just keeps on growing year in and year out. And I'm definitely playing more board games than I have in the past. Uh, so. That's it for the news stories. We kind of flew through those, but I kind of wanted to get on to um, a couple other things to do. So what I'm playing now, what I played for the week. One of the first things I played for the week last week at uh, board game night was Pathfinder RPG. So I have my character right over here, and the scenario we went through was scenario 0-05 was Mist of Mwangi. Um, it was basically a, a scenario where that we... We, we had a group of adventurers. There was me and um, two other guys, and then the DM actually played one character uh, that kind of assisted us through, so we had a you know a good party of four that was well-rounded. It was actually two paladins, a mage, and then um, a thief. And the, the, the scenario was actually pretty cool. We started off in a town. We were called by the Pathfinder Society to go check out a museum, um, if you're not familiar with this, ac this actual scenario. And we kind of talked to people around the town. We made our way to the museum, and we were basically looking for um, cursed artifacts and um, spent pretty much the whole evening searching through... Um, the the museum and our goal was to basically save the museum curator i guess a lot of the people that had worked with him in the museum that we had run into were actually turned into kind of almost like undead um were type creatures i believe it was um a lot of the artifacts that we were finding were shipped in and it was based around a lot of like apes and gorillas um, were what we had run into in several of the rooms. Also, quite there was one room that was completely filled with undead, and it was it was kind of cool. I haven't done a pen and paper RPG in quite a few years, probably 15 plus, maybe close to 20. Um, so I used a pre-gen character that I found um, in the Pathfinder Society on their webpage, printed out all three different levels, because um, depending on what um, scenario we were playing, I wanted to make sure that I had a character level 
or a character that was level appropriate, and I knew I wasn't going to have time to roll one up. And I had I, I haven't rolled up a character before with, with Pathfinder, so I the guys when I was talking to them a couple weeks ago, they said probably the first game or two maybe do a pre-gen and then maybe get into rolling your own character and in doing something like that. The cool thing is a lot of the XP or all of the XP that I earn even on the pre-gen characters, I can actually carry over to my um, my character that I roll up, and when since we were playing a level four scenario. When my character hits level four, I will actually have XP waiting for me and gold waiting for me at that level, um, which is which is kind of cool. I mean, D and D didn't work like that back in the day, so I thought that was that was one of the first cool things about the Pathfinder Society uh, that I that I was basically introduced to. But I played a paladin. One of the other guys played a paladin. Um, it was a really good teaming together because we weren't exact duplicates of each other, so we we really complemented each other real well. The first combat that we had gotten into. I rolled a natural 20 on my first roll, which kind of shocked the hell out of me. Um, and then I did follow it up with an actual crit. So I think I did like triple damage um, off of my longbow, which was I was totally stoked about. I was like, okay, this could be a good night if the dice are going to roll this way for me. But later on in the game, I did have several attacks where I did miss. And, um, you know, things didn't always go my way. But they, it was it was kind of really good to just get that first die roll out of the way. And, and it was a, just a crit hit that just did triple damage and pretty much almost just destroyed the thing with my bow with the first hit. It. So, um, I'm definitely probably going to be playing Pathfinder again this week. I may be using um, my my Paladin again, depending on the scenario that we play. Um, I don't know if there are going to be any um, multi-week scenarios. The one we did last week, um, that Mist of Mwangi, was just basically a single a single shot um, event and we were able to finish it with at the time frame that the store was opened. Um, towards the end we were kind of speeding things up a little bit um, just to finish it, uh, but we were able to get it in and it was a great time. I had a really good time play playing the pen and paper game, so definitely going to be doing that again. A um, couple other things I played for the week. Ultima 1, if you watched the stream on Wednesday, our Wayback Wednesday stream, I actually was able to finish Ultima 1, which totally stoked the hell out of me. Um, flying into space, um, I was able to do it the first time. I had read up on how to do some of the space combat in Ultima 1, and yes, Ultima 1 is an RPG, and yes, Ultima 1 does have space combat in there where it looks like you're fighting TIE fighters um, from kind of back in the Star Wars era, which is is still mind-boggling. I was talking to one of the guys at work today about it, and he was just kind of looking at me. I go, yes, it's an RPG, and yes, you do space flight there. So, um, But I was able to actually finish the game. It was hilarious as I was on the final boss screen. I had the boss down in a corner. I had him totally out. I was trying to pick up the gem. I kept running into the gem. I started off the whole the whole last fight with like 9,995 health. I think I was down to like around 300 when I finally looked at my laptop and saw that to get a item, you need to hit the G key. And every time I tried to run into the gem, I was losing health. And hitting G, I finally picked it up with like 350 health left. So I was, I was just happy that I had not died and didn't have to go through the whole damn thing again. Um, but it was cool um, finishing Ultima 1. I tried to play. I tried to start up a little bit of Ultima 2, and the graphics weren't working out real great. I got to play around with that a little bit and see how that's going to stream. And then I was trying to get into one of the early Divinity games, um, but I was having trouble getting that to actually work with OBS. I think I finally got it to work with XSplit, but by that time, it had already been like my stream had been down for about half hour, 45 minutes by the time I had gotten it all working because I really hadn't. I haven't used XSplit before to stream out to Twitch, so I really didn't have it set up. I only used XSplit basically to do my Google Hangouts here, which I think works pretty well because I use it for this and for the Linux install show that we do. 
Um, so I had to play around with XSplit a little bit and kind of learn it on the fly. I was finally able to get it to work, I think. So I might try to do that Divinity game, which I think is Divine Divinity, which is the first one, um, on Wednesday. That may be my way back Wednesday game. We'll have to see if I can come up with anything else to play that's kind of old. Um, and then I played some Hand of Fate on Saturday. I had a really good day with Hand of Fate. Um, I'm still really enjoying that game. I'm still trying to just do those streams on Saturday. I'd like to maybe do a couple more during the week if I can find the time. Just have not been able to find the time to do that yet. And then my wife and I, I picked up a dice game. Well, a couple of dice game, dice games at um, the comic book store when I was down there for game night. The first one we actually played was the Walking Dead Don't Look Back dice game. Uh, this uh, We've only played it once, so I can't really give a review. But basically, it's kind of like a push-your-luck type of dice game. You start off in an area, you draw a card, which basically could be um, some sort of event, like more a zombie spawning, or it could be a weapon. With the weapon, it could be a melee or ranged weapon. Um, you can then attack with, diff with a different numbers of dice. I think up to 10 is about the maximum number of dice you can attack with. And your board becomes populated around you with um, zombies, and you basically try to kill them, and you keep flipping cards over until you find the card that basically says... Um, you know, here, here's an escape route. You can then put that on the tile. Um, you know, the, it, you roll to see what tile it goes on. And then you try to get to that tile and, you know, you exit and go to the next location. So we only played two locations um, just because we wanted to get familiar with this, with the game a little bit. I do want to post something on Board Game Geek because there was one paragraph in the directions I was a little confused with. When you're doing combat, it says you can move. If you're doing ranged combat, you have the option of moving into the square of your where you're attacking or staying at the square you're in with melee you have to move in but then it said in a later paragraph that if you lose the fight basically if you make a die roll to where you're not hitting anything which means you have basically flubbed that round um, that you don't get to move so that kind of confused me because to me it really doesn't seem right if you're melee combat, if you're doing a melee combat and you move into a square with zombies, if you, you can keep on pushing it until you fail and then if you move back to your other square, if you had already emptied out that square, it's like you can keep pushing you can keep pushing your luck and not really have any comp any any recon rec reconciliation or you know any comp anything for that. So I, w I was a little confused with the way that that aspect of the game was supposed to work. When I looked out on um, Board Game Geek, I really didn't see any sort of um, any sort of people really posting about this. I only found one video review on it um, from one site, so I'm going to have to post on there. Maybe now that the game's been out another week, maybe a couple of more people have played it. Maybe I'll see a couple more reviews, and maybe there'll be a little more clarification on that. But I kind of wanted some some clarification on that one, which, like I said, just kind of confused me a little bit, so but let's get on to the final part of the show, the what I want to play now. So the other thing that I picked up um, from the game store was I was able to pick up a setup box of the Dice Masters Marvel vs. X-Men Dice Masters game. So I had to go onto Amazon and order a starter because that was pretty much the only place I could find one, which actually was delivered today. So my wife was nice enough to send me a copy or a photograph from the phone saying you know my box came today so i was kind of stoked about that so after that i basically went down and grabbed a complete gravity feed of boosters from the store and i know these are kind of somewhat hard to get by to come come by 
Um, I've only opened up two so far. I opened up one and my wife opened up one, but I'm going to try to do, maybe open, a, open up a couple here right now. I was watching videos for this game over the weekend. There's a lot of different videos out there, because the game's been out for several months. Um, I was looking into getting into Dice Game, and I've been, I've been talking about that, I think, for a while on the podcast here. And I really wasn't going to get into this one, per se. I was kind of going to wait for the D&D one. But then the more I kind of was looking into this, and the more I was kind of watching some of the videos and how the game plays, um, I was like, you know what? Especially when I was able to get the setup box, um, and I picked up two other boosters then. And I don't know if this came in the setup box, which comes with four boosters, or if it was in the additional two boosters I bought. But I did get one super rare card. I got the Mr. Fantastic rare card. So I'm hoping that in this in this box right here, there's one more super rare, which will give me two of the four super rares then, which is what I'm hoping for. So the first pack that I opened up, I got a Professor X and um, a Ghost Rider. It looks like this is a, um, I would say an uncommon and a rare, I think is the Professor X card. I should probably have the list in front of me, which I don't. I wonder if I can pull that out real quick, so this way I could actually tell what these cards kind of are instead of maybe just guessing. I don't have the colors memorized yet. I know red's super rare. I know that's the most, most important damn thing. So green's uncommon, and the gray's common. Okay, so yellow's rare. So I got a common and an uncommon here. So I think that's what we got. Yep, we got a common and an uncommon. So let's keep on going a little bit. Let's see if we can actually find something. I'll open up maybe 10 to 15 packs. I don't think I'm going to do all 60 here on the stream. I think that would be a bit much for the podcast. Um, but um, for any watching live, hopefully we get something good. Um, we have an angel and a Dr. Octopus. The This is basically a common and an uncommon as well. So after I am done here, I am going to have to sleeve all of these and then sort through the dice and, and get them all ready. What uh, my wife and I may try to do on Saturday, instead of maybe playing some Hand of Fate, what I was thinking about doing was seeing if we can maybe use her laptop with my webcam on it and maybe do a stream of a game of this between the two of us. So you probably wouldn't be able to see either of us, but we'll, what I might try to do is maybe just put the put the camera on the game so you can actually see that. Um, so the next one I got here looks like two commons. Uh, we got a Colossus, Unstoppable, and a Venom Eddie Brock. Um, so we might try to play this over the weekend. Um, I'm going to maybe try to sit down with her and maybe get in a starter game um, with just the starter set here. Um, I don't know if I'll be, we'll get a chance to do that tomorrow night, maybe Wednesday night, um, before I start my other stream. Um... But I thought this would be kind of cool. I've never really done an unboxing before of anything, and all the and all the years we've done the Linux show, I've never we've never done anything like that. Um, oh, but I just saw Green Goblin, and I was hoping it was going to be the red one. It's an uncommon. It's Green Goblin, Goblin Lord, which is, looks like an uncommon, and then um, a Punisher Vigilante, which is um, or, or that one's uncommon. The Green Goblin is a common. Okay, let's get some rares going on here. I mean, at least even if I don't get any super rares, let's at least, at least get a couple rares out of this box. I mean, the box was the box was unopened. It actually had a wrapper around it, um, so I know the box was completely fresh. I know it was untouched, um, so that was one of the reasons why I was. I just figured I go, what the hell? Let me just grab this, and we'll see what happens here. Um, I am getting a couple of cool cards though. Here we have a Magneto common and a Nova common. Magneto former comrade and Nova Quasar. So I definitely need the dice because. 
the setup box, when I was reading a lot of the stuff on it um, from Board Game Geek, I was really surprised that it... The setup box tells you it comes with enough for one person to play. I was looking at the dice I have that came in that. I think I would kind of disagree with WizKids on that, that it's enough for one person to play, because the only thing I have two dice of is Professor X. All the other cards I only have one dice of, and I think that would make a very boring game and, and really hard to feel any sort of type of you know group of superheroes with that um just by having one character of each so that's one of the reasons why i bought i just went out and just said screw it let's just buy the whole um gravity feed and see what we get here we got a couple more uncommons boy this box or a couple more commons this box has a hell of a lot of commons we got mystique unknown and professor professor x principal so at least this will give me three to four dice of a lot of these cards i'm guessing um, so, but it, like I said, from a lot of the videos that I've watched, um, the game looks really cool. I'm glad that there's actually quite a few videos out there of people playing it. I tried to watch those to familiarize myself with the game. Um, here we got, um, a common and an uncommon. We got a common Phoenix, Miss Psych, and a uncommon Human Torch, Johnny Storm card. I guess I should have been holding some of these cards up, though. But I'm sure if you are playing the game and you are watching this afterwards, you probably know what a lot of these cards look like. I, on the other hand, am seeing most of these cards for the first time. Since I really ha did not have two... It's really, like I said, there wasn't a lot that came with the setup box. I think the coolest thing with the setup box is the sidekick dice. They're kind of like a translucent color. They're, 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 they're a little different. They're not like solid white, like what you get in your starter box. Other than that, I think it comes with that... Um, Special, I don't want to call it a promo card, but it's a specialty art card of Storm, which looks okay. Um, I wouldn't mind getting some of the promo cards that I'm seeing on eBay. But um, that I'll have to talk to the wife about buying and seeing if, um, if we can actually get any of those. So I'm going to open up a couple more here. Um, I don't think we're doing too, too bad on time with the podcast. We usually do. We're at 37 minutes. We usually do around 40, 40 some minutes anyway. So I can keep on talking and opening for a few more minutes. And as long as you people want to watch it, that's fine with us, fine with me. Um, we got a Ghost Rider Johnny Blaze common and then a Rogue Anna Marie uncommon. I've opened up almost, almost like 10 packs here. I don't think I've seen a damn rare yet. This is going to piss me off if I don't start getting something here soon. I mean, I know I got 60... 60 packs to open here. I got quite a bit, and I know the ratio of the rares and super rares are, I mean, the I think the super rares, I think I read on the one Board Game Geek um, forum, was like around 0.9, so I don't even think you're guaranteed one in a box, but um, I'm just hoping I get one. I'd be just really stoked and happy to get one. Um, we have Wolverine Wild Boy. This looks like um, an uncommon, or a common, and then we have a Ghost Rider Spirit of Vengeance. Um, uncommon card and I, I really like if you look at the cards I'm going to try to hold these up here I don't know how good they'll show up on the camera um, but you can almost really see that the the cards are the cards come out of these packs kind of freaking mangled as far as cards go considering they're collectible I mean those cards should pretty much lay next to each other and they are they are bent um, so if, if you're if you've played this game I'm sure you realize that Sleeving the cards probably is not a bad idea. It'll probably help straighten them out. And I did sleeve um, 
the ones that I had gotten in the setup box over the weekend, and I think a lot of them pretty much flattened out pretty uh, kind of overnight. And that's what a lot of people are saying that the cards are the cards aren't real. I don't want to say the cards are cheap, but they the way they're kind of packed in here and the way they're in here with the dice, the the piece of cardboard that is in here. Um, I don't think it really protects them as much as WizKids thought it would. Uh, so let's see what we got here. Spider-Man. I don't think I have too many Spider-Man. We got a Cyclops Slim, um, which is a common, and then a Spider-Man Web Crawler uncommon card. So there's that. I was kind of hoping to pull something good for the stream here, but um, I don't know. I don't know. It's not looking good so far. We, I haven't even gotten a damn rare yet in this thing. But uh, we're going to keep trucking along here and see, see what we can get. Got another Rogue Anna Marie, which I think we just saw, and another and a Punisher McRook. Both of these are common cards. Those ones actually aren't as bent as some of the other ones. So, well, at least we should be able to, I should be able to field um, quite a few different characters now, since I'm seeing several duplicates show up, which means I'm going to have multiple dice of some of these, um, which is which is pretty cool. So I had, like I said, I had to go to Amazon to actually buy my starter set. I bought it from a store up in Michigan. Um, I ordered it like real late one night. I think like around midnight. It actually shipped the following day. It wasn't scheduled to actually arrive until Wednesday, I think. And I actually got it today. I live in Ohio, so I was kind of expecting it to show up a little faster. Um, wow, another rogue Anna. Oh, this is Anna Raven. Maybe this one, this one might be a rare. Is this one a rare? Let me look at my list here. I don't have a, the way I have my light shining down here. I could be misreading this gray color and this yellow, and I'm not colorblind. Um, rogue, is there a rogue? Oh, rogue can't touch this. No, Anna Raven. This one is. I think this one is Anna Raven. Nope, oh, that's a common. So what was Anna Marie then? I thought the other one said Anna. Maybe it did say Anna Raven. I don't know. I'll have to look at those. Storm Wild Rider, that one's an uncommon. So we're getting a lot of commons and uncommons. I want to see a rare already. I think maybe after we get one rare is when I'm going to stop opening up on the stream and maybe then just let everybody go for the night and then I will continue and keep track of what I get for next week and I will talk about it then. But I'd at least like to show one decent card. Um, so we got a common... Common Colossus Unstoppable, Unstoppable, and a Uncommon Magneto Holocaust Survivor. Alright, maybe I should have picked out the box. I'll let the guy pick out the box for me at the store, and maybe I should have been the one that actually grabbed the box and kind of picked out my own. So here we got um, Doctor Strange. Oh, that's my first Doctor Strange, I think. Um, we have a Doctor Strange Common and a Mystique Unknown. Doctor Strange Sorcerer Supreme. That's the first time I think I've seen a Doctor Strange card. And with my lighting and everything, I don't know if it's going to show up too good on the stream. Especially with the green screen kind of going on. If some of these, that card kind of had green on there. So I think that's the reason why it was looking all pixelated there. I really, the other day when I sat down to do a to do a stream, I actually had a green in my shirt. And as you can see, the blue sometimes actually kind of goes through. Um, but I had green on my shirt, and where the green was, you can pretty much see right through me. It was kind of cool. Everybody says I should do a podcast where I'm just like the the floating head talking guy. Um, and I was like, nah, I don't, I don't think so. Oh, I saw Black Widow, and I almost crapped my pants. 
Black Widow Natural. That's just the common one. But then we got a Gambit, Le Diable Blanc, uncommon. Boy, that that Black Widow. That card's going for around forty-five to fifty bucks, I think, on eBay. That would have been a nice one. That would have been a nice one to pull out of the box. But I just didn't have any luck there. Let's get a rare already. Let's at least see one rare. We have Nightcrawler, Fuzzy Elf, Phoenix, Miss Psych. Both of these appear to be commons. Well, I should have a full set of commons um, here very quickly if I don't already. I'm going to have to have my wife go through the checklist and actually mark all these off for me. The other thing my wife is talking about maybe making some dice bags which should be kind of cool. So here we have Cyclops Slim, which I already had, and an Iron Man Billionaire. Um, the Cyclops is a common, the Iron Man is an uncommon. So my wife is actually, I, I told her, she's really crafty and handy with all that sort of stuff, so I said, you should make me a dice bag. So she was like, that sounds like a good idea. She goes, maybe I will try to sell some. So we're going to have to wait and see how my dice bag turns out. And I'm, I'm pretty sure she's going to do a damn good job at it. Because she's pretty good with that type of shit. So, Oh, here's another Black Widow. Oh, a Black Widow rare. Killer Instinct. The first rare I think we have pulled this evening is the Black Widow rare. Not the super rare, just the rare. Um, Killer Instinct card 100 of 132. Um, there it is. And you probably can't see what the lights I have on here. And I really can't really show it too well. Um, the other one was Angel High Ground. I don't think I have too many Angel cards. He's just a common. So there we go, our first rare out of the pack. And that was about 12 to 15 packs in. So it looks like I'm going to be short a lot of rares if I don't if I don't start opening up some things here. We're going to do a couple more and then we're going to call it a night because what are we? How far are we into this podcast? We're about 44 minutes in. I'm going to open up one more here on the stream. Then I'm going to call it. Let everybody go so they can start watching some watching doing something else. And let's see what the last pack brings us. Could it be that good super rare we've been wanting? Oh, War Machine. I don't think I've opened up any War Machine yet. I see War Machine. And a Loki. Loki. Haven't had either of these guys yet. So this will be... This one does... They don't want to come out of here. They, they want to stay in this pack. Um, I don't have either of their dice from what it seems like, so... Um, both appear to be commons. Loki is Trickster, and War Machine is Combat Comrade. So there we go. So the only rare we got so far was Black Widow. It'd be so sweet to get the super rare, considering she's going for around 45 bucks. I think the one I have, Mr. Fantastic, I think I saw somebody trying to sell for 25 I'll have to see how much it's actually going for on some of the other websites. I'm going to sit here and continue opening these, probably for the rest of my evening. And have a damn good time doing it because I really haven't played a collectible game in quite a while um, to where I was actually stoked about opening something up that was collectible. Um, it's been years since I've played Magic, um, and I can't think of anything else collectible that I've played probably since then. So I'm going to sit here finishing opening up my little gravity feed. Everybody have a good night. Send us some emails at what I'm playing now at gmail.com. Let us know what you're playing for the week. Follow us on Twitter. At what I'm playing now, don't forget to drop the G. Google Plus page, plus.google.com slash the plus sign what I'm playing now podcast. 
and of course our Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash what I'm playing now. Check us out there Wednesdays and Saturdays, and then I will try to tweet out if I am out there on any other nights during the week or weekend doing any impromptu streams. Have a good week, everybody. Play some games, and of course, like I said before, let us know what you're playing now. We'll see you later.